0: Today, with Catherine Ruinala. I shared um, last week that I was really feeling the Holy Spirit speaking what will be, a, I believe, um, a real focus and a word for 2022. Um, you know, God just doesn't speak words just for years, but I really feel this is a, a word in season, and I believe Isaiah 22 22. It talks about here the key of David. He says here, "I will set the key of the house of David on his shoulder. When he opens, no one will shut. When he shuts, no one will open." And that same scripture about the key of David is repeated again in Revelation. The one who holds the key of David. <laughs> And the key of David, as I've been doing my deep dive in the Psalms recently, just reading slowly, reading through the Psalms, the key of David seems to be so clearly the key that he had, the thing that touched God's heart, was that David loved him. Yeah. It wasn't David's performance, no. it was because, you know, he made really bad messes. Yeah like murder, adultery. Yeah, God God forgives and he, he, he talks about this thing that David has. What is that? It's the love that he had for the Lord. You see, when we have a revelation that, that we're not just these tiny little ants that praise God because, you know, if we don't, the rocks will cry out though it's true, that the rocks will cry out. But he looks at you and his deep heart longing is to be loved by you. And I believe there's a a fresh revelation being released. I know it is happening in my own heart of the value of my worship to the Lord. You see, we love to worship because... We experience his presence. We get to see him. But when we start to understand, I believe there's a place of maturity God wants to bring us into where we understand that worship's not just about us getting loved. But it's actually God is so looking forward to your love. He's so looking forward to your worship. Last Thursday night, I was thinking and worrying about this and that. and, And I heard the Lord break through my thoughts and said, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about tomorrow night. I got all excited. I went, what are you going to do tomorrow night? The next day I was asking him, what are you looking forward to for tonight, God? He said, I'm looking forward to them worshipping. I'm looking forward to them loving me. You know we love all the things. We love the miracles. We love the glory. We love the signs and the wonders. And he loves to do it. And that's going to increase and increase. But the highest, most wonderful, the most glorious thing in his mind is that they loved me. They loved me. They sang to me. They loved me with their words. They loved me with their heart. They loved me with all their heart and soul and mind. They loved me with their heart their strength. They loved me. And when we understand that, as we, we love, of course, because he first loved us. We couldn't love without him giving that love to our hearts. And we respond. But in our response, in loving him, we see, it's like turning up. The the volume of water that's flowing down a river, there's a supernatural increase that happens. It's like a a chain event that it just... the the glory and the increase happens. As we love on him, he pours out more of his presence and we we sense more of his pleasure. The river of his pleasure, which flows from his throne. And as we worship him, more comes until we can't take it anymore. And then he says, pray for strength so you can take more. And that glory, pours down as we give it's given back to us pressed down shaken together running over in and through and upon hallelujah and it's in this place of loving him that holy boldness gets released because perfect love casts out fear all fear (gasps) that's why i love the glory Do you find yourself when you're in that place where the glory of God is manifested in the room, do you find yourself telling God, everything, you can have everything, you know, anybody else relate? Like, yes, that's revival. That's revival. That's the spirit of revival. That's when I know the spirit of revival is in the room because You captured my heart. I don't care if I never leave this place. You're my everything. And he releases a holy boldness, a perfect love that casts out all fear. But I believe that in this place, as the glory is increasing, as his presence is being manifest more and more in tangible glory, I believe there's an identity shift that's happening as we are are in his light, we are seeing light and God is wanting to break off some of the filters that have been on our lenses and wanting to help us see what he sees, helping us to recognize who we've actually been called to be. Now, uh, particularly here in Australia, we can have a little bit of a—I don't want to shine too bright—thing because you know, I, I, you know, we we can be a little bit shy in when it comes to uh, identity. But I believe the Holy Spirit is looking for to release a holy boldness that's going to come not with an arrogance, but with a holy boldness, a holy fire, a holy confidence of those who will know him and know him in increasing ways. And as they know him, that they will know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glorious inheritance in you and me, the saints, and the greatness of the power toward us who believe. Tuesday night, I think it was Tuesday night, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, I just had time with the family and we were heading off to bed. And I felt this (gasps) stirring in my spirit just to go and pray. And so everyone went to bed and I just went into the lounge room and the glory of God was just in the room. And I just began to to pray. And I was thinking about some of the biblical prayers I could pray. I love to pray the apostolic prayers, I love to pray the Bible. And you know, in his presence, I'm like, oh, you've called me to pray. Well, I pray I could pray this. I could pray, I could pray the prayer of Jabez. And then suddenly the Lord spoke to me and he said, Catherine, have a look at that. Have a look at this prayer of Jabez here in 1 Chronicles, chapter 4, verse 9. It says here Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him with pain. Now, Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Now, many of us know that prayer, and I love to pray that prayer. But suddenly the Lord helped me recognize that just as Jabez prayed an historic prayer here, and it's historic. It's biblical. It's a, he, it, and it was recorded. He prayed this bold prayer. And the Lord gave him his request. And I heard the Lord say to me, Catherine, it's time to start praying historic prayers. Wow. It's time to start praying historic prayers. You see, and, and he helped me recognize that even still... I was still seeing myself as when I would dream. I, you know, I'd like to see you do what you did in Catherine Coleman's meetings. I'd like to see you do, I, I want to see you do what you, what you did in Maria Woodward-Edda's meetings. Or I'd like to see you, you know, do what you've done before. And the, and the Lord was helping me recognize I'm not looking for an echo. I'm looking for an amplification. But it's going to take a new identity for a new season. God's looking for his glorious ones. He's looking for his ones, those ones that would dare to pray historic prayers. Now, when you're young, you can pray. I, I, I know I've prayed lots of big prayers, but I believe the Lord is, is, is taking us beyond just saying a big prayer and thinking, that's a good prayer, I'll put that out there, thinking it's gonna happen sometime in the future. But as he was speaking to me, the fear of God struck me in the room. Like, oh, I, I need to be really specific about what I'm praying here because he's going to do it. You see, sometimes we pay, pray big prayers. Who's ever prayed big prayers? If you're in this church, you should probably do. <laughs> but there's something different about praying it with the knowledge that he's, he will do this. Not not necessarily long way down the track. Because it's easy when you think it's a long way away. Yes, God. Ask of me and I'll give the nations to you. Yes. And thinking in the back of your mind that one day, yes, a long way away. But I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to release a new level of identity and holy boldness where as you ask these prayers, as you, be, as you begin to pray, it's going to be prayed with a, a level of seriousness that you know. Uh, have a look here. It's a fascinating psalm. As I've been looking through the psalms and enjoying, I've been going, trying to go slowly, one in the morning, one in the evening. It takes a lot of discipline for somebody who likes to keep going, but I'm having a look here at Psalm 72. Some translations will call this a, song, a Psalm of Solomon, yet in verse 20 at the end of this psalm, it says, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. So this is clearly a psalm written by David for Solomon. Yeah. And have a look what he prays for his son. This is before he dies, before Solomon's king, before David's hand uh, has has died, he's praying these prayers for his son. He's praying things like, verse 8, may he rule from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. Verse 10, let the kings of Tarshish and the islands bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba offer gifts. And let all kings bow down before him. All nations serve him. This is big prayers. For he'll deliver the needy when he cries for help, the afflicted also, and him who has no helper. And of course, this also is prophetic speaking of Jesus. He will have compassion on the poor and needy, and the lives of the needy he will save. He will rescue their life from oppression and violence, and their blood will be precious in his sight. So may he live and may the gold of Sheba be given to him. And let them pray for him continually. Let them bless him all day long. He's praying about all the kings of the earth coming to pray, to um, give honor, talking about the kings of Tarshish, specifically bringing presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba bringing gifts. And the gold of Sheba being brought to him. Does anybody recall a story about Solomon and Sheba? The queen of Sheba came. Now this is a prayer that David prayed really specifically. And sure enough, the queen of Sheba comes to Solomon. What did she bring? She bought gold from Sheba. Like I look at this and I think, these are really specific big prayers that David's praying here. I believe that it's time to make history-making prayers, that it's time to start praying with a new level of identity. When When you pray, you can still pray with a filter around you that is like, yeah, I'm praying big prayers, I'm praying big prayers, but you're not actually seeing it. Around you, that it's like, yeah. Anybody understand what I'm saying? There's something about just, yes, yes, Lord, thank you, and making declarations, which we love to do, praying, decreeing, asking. But then there's something different when you ask and you decree from a place where you're actually seeing it, you're talking. Face to face with the Father, and you are you are talking about what He's going to do. For He says, Ask and I will give you. Ask of me the nations, and I'll give it to you. He says, It's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Whatever you ask in my name, he will do it. Jesus told us. Now listen, we, we've heard this before but i believe you need to hear there's a there's a prophetic invitation for you to step into a new place of identity where you recognize that this key of david as we are giving ourselves to worshiping him opens doors no one can shut shuts doors no one can open that there is a holy boldness in prayer and intercession being released where where we're going to be praying with in a whole new level of faith, a whole new level of expectancy, because out of that place of loving God, he wants to release his glory. He's going to do the exceedingly abundantly above, because whatever we ask in his name, he's asking us to recognize that he is releasing a gift of faith for us to engage with what we're praying for. Hallelujah. He wants to do the exceedingly abundantly above. What are you asking for? I remember as a young woman sitting in a huge conference. I think I was at the Hillsong Conference down in Sydney. Back in the days when it was still in the old building? I don't remember what it's called, the town hall or wherever it was. In the olden days, hallelujah. And um, suddenly during worship, I had an open vision of myself standing on a platform and fireballs going out over the crowd, touching, healing people that People were being impacted by the fire of God, the glory of God, and being healed. People were standing up out of their wheelchairs and being healed. I saw sta- uh, stadiums, and I saw the fire of God going out and people getting healed. Now, at that stage, I, I had no ministry at all. I wasn't, I wasn't a preacher, uh, but I saw it, and I believed it, and I've been decreeing it. For a very long time. Then on Friday night, out of the blue, yeah. <laughs> out of the glory, a fireball hits me in the belly. Stadiums are opening. I've got invitations to come. Hallelujah. And, and already we've had that. I've seen that happen. But more and more, God is opening really big doors for major hear- miracle and healing meetings and if you had thought if you'd looked at me as a young woman there with three little kids no church nothing you wouldn't have imagined something like that but God will do the exceedingly abundantly above and he is looking for us to begin to take him at his word, to begin to believe and to dream with him that he wants to do far exceedingly above all you can ask, hope or imagine. He's looking for you not to to wipe away the ideas as they float through your brain. I remember um, being in my little prayer closet and I read, I think I must have read a prophetic word from um, Patricia King. This would have been, I don't know at least 20 years ago. And it was about God releasing anointing for people in media that there was going to be, um, and it was all about media. And suddenly I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about media. And I knew, and I just began to declare, thank you, Lord, I'm on television all over the world. I'm preaching the gospel all over the world. I hadn't had a single preaching invitation in my whole life. But I was declaring, yes, God, because I recognised it. Yes, God, my spirit just leapt then. I know God. Now, this isn't just about dreaming big. Don't hear another message on dreaming big. Listen, the Lord is looking for those who will look and see and believe what they ask for, and he will lead you to ask. And this is how you will know. Your spirit will leap. Your heart will burn. I've got a burning, whatever it might be. What is your heart burning for? Are you burning to see the sick healed? Are you burning to see um, finance for the kingdom? Or What is it God's put in your heart? Those are the things the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to grab and say, be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. I'll take that. We'll have that in the name of Jesus. And then hold on to it, decree it, and see it. Talk to him about it, knowing that it's not some pipe dream. It's not like oh, I'll give it a go, I'll say this, but ask him because in this place in the glory, your asking is not is not dreaming anymore. It's come to the fiery face. And we read about Esther coming before the king and him saying, Okay. What is it you want? Up to half my kingdom. I believe God is bringing the bride before the king in the glory. And he's saying, what do you want? God's looking for us to begin to ask, begin to ask and to keep asking, to keep asking more and more of what he is putting in your heart. Sometimes I find myself worrying about things more than I'm actually asking. Sometimes I'm wishing and hoping something would happen. But in fact, I haven't actually come before him, stood in his presence and looked at him face to face. I, I, um, I, we had a birthday party for my son's 21st um, in November, just last month. And um, as they were setting up, it was getting close to the the party starting and it had been blowing a gale all day and it was really hard to keep anything on the tables and it was just really making a mess of things and i was i was speaking to the wind stop blowing in the name of jesus and it wasn't stopping and so and it got to the point where it's like an hour before we're about to start and the wind's just making a terrible mess so i went into my room And I got face to face with him. I said, Father, would you stop the wind for Joseph's party? Thank you, Lord. Came outside, completely still, the rest of the night completely still. What was the difference? I was doing my thing, rebuking the wind, asking, praying, pray, Lord, please stop the wind, stop the wind, stop the wind. But the difference happened when I looked at him. And spoke to him. There's something that happens in your face, in your faith, when you look at his face. Because when you look at his face, you see his kind eyes and you get the revelation he really is doing this. He will do that. Of course, he'll do that. I've had a conversation with God. It's time to have some conversations with God. Hallelujah. Face to face, speaking to him. What will he do? What are you asking for? As I was in this place on on the floor in the lounge room the other night, I realized I need to get better at this. I'm good at dreaming, but this, like when it actually comes to it, you're brought before the throne and asked. We need to get a little clearer. I felt him challenge me to start writing down specifically what I've asked for, like David did here in Psalm 72, so that there can be a record. On this date, I had a conversation with God, and I asked this, and I asked this, so that then I can have a record later on and this is what he did specifically. This is what he did. I've prayed big prayers and I've seen him specifically answer them. I've, I've watched him do what people could, would have considered utterly impossible. Yet nothing is impossible for those who believe. I've asked him for the tumours To disappear. I've asked him for the blind to see, for the deaf to hear. I've seen him do it. I've asked him for stadiums. He's opened the doors and brought me in. I've asked him for television all over the world. He's done it. Hallelujah. But now he's saying it's time to pray some historic prayers. Prayers that are not just do again what you did in the last generation, do again what we've read about. But he's asking you to start asking for yourself. Let it be said of Roland, and Roland asked this, and the Lord gave him his request.